Welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, thoughts, and ideas that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests and are not necessarily a reflection of the actual doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's conversation. And in our conversation this week, we have a new slash reluctant Co-host. Yes. We have Greg. Greg Pilling. Greg is uh, not in my ward, and so technically we're not supposed to be friends, but... Mm. Not even in the same stake. Correct. We're... That's like 15, heresy right now. Almost. Yeah. It's it's as bad as Utah. Yeah. So we are in the Fisher Stake, and you are in... The Indy North Stake. We used to be in the North Stake, so yes. we're kind of the outcasts, or yeah. the cast out. We got rid of you. We realized <laughs> the trouble that you were. And many people did realize the trouble that I am. And I'm convinced that when we were moved to the Fisher's second ward from the Fisher's first ward, that there was a petition going around. And uh, I was the bishop for the stake presidency got enough signatures. <laughs> <laughs> and the first presidency must have approved it. They too. must have approved it. They had to have approved it somehow. Yes, yeah. Ken. Yeah, we understand. So um, Greg and I have talked. So Greg's wife, Elizabeth, has been on the podcast before with Allison and Justin. And... Um, they have become great friends, and because um, I, I was going to say something. <laughs> I was going to say something about how, because there's an inside joke between me and Marcin about how I control her life. I don't, but I control everybody's <laughs> life. Uh, the story there is Marcin's cell phone randomly stopped connecting to the mobile data, and it was weird because I could sw- swap out SIM cards mm-hmm. and. With our provider, she got zero data. But if it was a different provider, she had data. So it wasn't a phone problem. It was an issue with the SIM card or something. And sure, I spent a lot of time at the uh, at the store last week, and with Marcin's words ringing in my ears that you're just trying to control my life, <laughs> block me from getting. Data. Of course, you you figured out how to hack into their system <laughs> and turn right. off her data. That's yes, exactly what I've done. Yeah. So. Um, Greg has conveniently made himself unavailable when we've done podcast recordings uh-huh. in the past. and I'm good at that. So he, I don't know, he was bribed or something. I don't know what happened today. <laughs> I was just thrown into the mix and decided, hey, why not? So, um, welcome. Thank you. Gladish to be here. <laughs> and as we're sitting here in my office slash studio slash living room, um, <laughs> We're just kind of, we're going to roll with it. So we've been talking for the last half hour. What are we going to talk about? Uh, so we're just going to, we're going to freestyle. Yep. There might be a rap battle. We don't know. <laughs> Anything could happen. I'm going to let you win any rap battle okay. that we have. So um, I'm going to start with something we talked briefly about. And that was um, because you had a comment that I, I would love to dig a little bit deeper in. Um. Elders Quorum today, I was teaching, and uh, a comment was made by one of the the members of the quorum that we need to be careful that we, uh, how we respond to our feelings, uh, how much um, legitimacy we give to our feelings as being from the Spirit, because 
uh, of the potential for counterfeits. So as an example, um, if you're entering into an uncomfortable, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to use that word. If you're entering into a dangerous situation, a potentially dangerous situation, you may get a, a that a super thought. You may get some kind of a, a feeling that this isn't right. This isn't where I'm supposed to be. This is a bad situation. I had an experience like that on my mission. And this, uh, this young man, um, home from his mission about a year. So, um, recent mission experience. And, uh, he said, you know, the thing that I, that I have observed is that I have those same feelings, that uncomfortable feeling that this is scary or not right or whatever, when he would get ready to approach somebody to share the gospel with them. And I loved the idea that there's got to be some kind of a distinction there. So you talked a little bit about your mission, Greg, and you want to share that? If not, then... Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> so um, in my first area on my mission, uh, one of course, as a missionary, you look forward to mail. Uh, as, as Back you're in the old up, days, yeah, we got actual paper. Right, mail. actual mail, because we're old. Um, and that was exciting, right? So um, in that first area, I, as we were approaching our apartment at the end of the day, um, I would... I, I, you know, a few times I made some guesses as to how many pieces, how many letters we were going to have in the mail. And, uh, you know, I, I got it right. And then, uh, it went on about 10 days straight that I made like a perfect prediction. And, and, you know, one of the times it was even, um, I guessed, well, you're going to have two, uh, two letters and I'm going to have one. And another day it was something like, uh, there's going to be a package and one other letter. And I got, it was like 10 days straight. And then I realized you know, there's nothing good that's coming of this. So this, I, the odds of that being a random guess that I had it 10 days in a row that I guessed the exact same, the exact right uh, amount of mail is extremely low. Those odds are, are I'm, I don't know what the odds are, but it's, it's not uh, very likely that that was just guesses. So I was thinking that maybe it was um, some sort of inspiration, but clearly nothing good was coming of me being able to guess how many pieces of mail there were in the, uh, in the, in the mailbox. Um, so I was thinking that it's possible that that was, um, Satan trying to influence me and not for anything bad, right? Like, oh no, he's figuring out how many pieces of mail there are, but that would make me more in tune with him, right? If that were something that I was listening to him. Uh, and so that's kind of how I determined how going forward, I was like, okay, so if I'm going to have some sort of inspiration, it's going to be for something good. It's not just going to be for something random to impress people or for some sideshow trick to your mission companion. Right. So then from that point forward, I just decided I'm not going to even try to guess how much there, how many there are in the mailbox. That's something I don't know that I've considered that, that any inspiration needs to have a purpose. I think that, I think I've, I think I've believed that, but I don't know that I've um, run that, any, any particular inspiration through that filter that is this, is there a purpose to this? Yeah. And I think that's similar to, I mean, inspiration like that. I mean, you could look at that as being a miracle. Mm -hmm. Um, Miracles aren't going to happen for things that we can do ourselves, right? Like when um, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, Uh Um, he didn't say, you know, he didn't raise him for the dead and um, then remove the bandages from him. Mm-hmm. He asked the disciples to go remove the bandages because that was something that they could do. He wasn't going to 
perform a miracle to remove the bandages as well. That was that's unnecessary. It's something that we can take care of. So anything that anytime there's a miracle or inspiration, it's going to be for something good mm-hmm. and likely something that we can't do otherwise. Right. That's a that's an interesting thought. And so um, going back to so the the topic of, topic of our lesson today in our elders quorum, which was different. And you don't even go to elders quorum. No, I don't. I go to deacon's quorum. <laughs> Which, uh, some of the maturity level, some of the elders, I think, matches some of the deacons. No, sometimes it's exceeded. The deacons <laughs> exceed the elders' Probably. quorum maturity, uh, especially when I'm in elders' quorum. Sometimes yeah. the deacons are exceeding the maturity like to bring level. bring it down a little bit. Yeah, a little. But um, one of the things that we discussed was how that experience that I had, that I, I started out with, and I've shared on the podcast before about when I got robbed on my mission. Um, there was a lesson in there that I didn't uncover for years. And so I just asked the question, are there things in your life? Are you, are there things? And it could be a, a significant moment. Maybe um, when you discovered that you had a testimony or when you discovered that, that uh, the person that you were dating was the person that you should marry or um, when you decided on the career path you were going to take, um, are there lessons in older experiences, previous experiences that we haven't uncovered yet? Because I think there are ways that God teaches us how he communicates with us. And we don't always, I don't think we learn it as well as we think we learn it because well, at least I don't, because I keep coming up with questions like, how do I know if this is a spirit or if it's my own anxiety or how do I know if it's a spirit or if it's, um, just the thought in my head about pick a topic. Mm-hmm. So do you have any answers to that? <laughs> yeah. So th- this is, this is a lesson that I apparently need to keep learning, but um, you know, I don't know if I necessarily have an answer to that, but in, in response, um, think about the, our counsel to, uh, you know, write in a journal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an opportunity for us to reflect on our day, reflect on our experiences, right. um, to, that's an opportunity for us to evaluate maybe those lessons that we've learned or those experiences that we've had and an opportunity for us to uh, kind of solidify or even revisit that, feel the spirit again um, on that subject and maybe learn something else yeah. that we that we maybe hadn't learned that we wouldn't learn unless we did reflect on it. And even further, um, you know, that... That record, I know I've gone through my mission um, journal, and I did I did pretty good at keeping a journal on my mission. Yeah. Can't say so much uh, since then. But going back, you can then revisit those experiences that you've had. It's just like writing in your scriptures. Um, you write those impressions down, and then you can revisit that and have an opportunity to feel the Spirit again and maybe learn something new from it or remember that lesson that you've probably forgotten. Right. Um, I think there are layers to our experiences. And um, early podcast episodes, I talk about my love of the story of Lehi and the vision of the Tree of Life. And Nephi had the same vision. And as I have read that, I've I've discovered multiple layers uh, to that. And I suspect that there are layers that I haven't figured out yet. And so... Um, well, yeah, you know, those layers are... And it, we may not have the perspective to see them 
at a specific time, right? right? We have new experiences the next time we revisit um, that can color uh, those color those layers or highlight those right. additional layers that we may not have been able to recognize before. We haven't had experiences that would give us empathy to somebody else that we may now gain through revisiting that, or we may, um, you know, be able to just get a, a different perspective, or maybe it connects with something else that we've experienced or something else that we've read or something that somebody else has said. Getting that juxtaposition between two ideas can sometimes let us see what's between them. Right. And, and there's there's power in that. So I when we started talking, I had not considered that this might be a journaling <laughs> episode. And um, the Freestyle. question I was going to ask is, <laughs> I was going to ask you, so how are you doing? And my answer to that is, uh, when I have a big moment, I'll document it. But I haven't documented the day-to-day, and I haven't been really good at, at uh, like you, I was pretty good on my mission. Mm-hmm. But since then, I've not been fantastic. Well, yeah, you know, it's easy on a mission. Your day is so structured. Right. You have time to do these things. And you have time set aside to do it. That yeah. From 9.30 to 10 o'clock was my journal time or whatever it was. And yeah, and you can do that. You don't have other external influences on that beyond like maybe calling people back when you get right. back to your apartment or whatever that may be. You have you have a very structured day where you can you can create another little subset of that structure for journaling. And of course you can do that in your life. So here's but the question. It's harder. And I got a I got a text from my brother. My I've talked a little bit in the past about how my dad had a stroke several years ago and has some dementia. And so this is the text that I got from my brother today. He sent some pictures. And he and his kids went to visit my dad and he said, I'm on a walk with dad today, then his daughter hopped the fence to give dad a strawberry he approved. Also, this is how the conversation went. Me. How's your date going, dad? Dad said, great. Why is it great? Because you're here. And my brother asked him, do you even know who we are? And my dad said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked dad what he feels like his great, greatest accomplishment is. He says he doesn't know. There's a good plug for journaling. And he re- rephrased the question, Besides growing amazing eyebrows, what is your greatest accomplishment? This got a significant reaction. He laughed and smiled with a grin, pointed upward and said, eyebrows. (laughs) And my sister said, I think his nose hair and ear hair rival the eyebrows, (laughs) which is true. So the question that I have is, who is the journal for? Is it for you or is it for posterity? You know, I'd I'd like to think that, or I think most people would like to think that it's for our posterity, but I, I feel like there's... Um, a lot less opportunity that our posterity is going to take to spend time with that journal than we would in in creating it. As fascinating as our lives are. <laughs> right. They, they care a lot about uh, what we bought at Walmart right. on December 12th um, of 1988. Right. Uh, that could be interesting, though. I bought a Walkman. Yes. <laughs> Walkman, what's that? Dad? You know, there, there there's certainly a lot of uh, things in, in a journal that um, aren't going to have any, any meaning, but it's uh, probably more the habit yeah. that adds the value and those times when it does provide meaning in our life. So I, I, would, I would say it's more for ourselves. Um, and it so. may, be, may be something that adds value to our posterity may also be something that adds value to ourselves as we go back and revisit it. And it's probably going to add more value to ourselves because those are our experiences. We're going to, um, 
have things brought to our remembrance mm-hmm. through that, that's an opportunity to feel the spirit again. Um, and, and they're not going to quite have that same connection to right. those experiences that we will. And there's a, um, another thought that I have, I wrote down, uh, when Marcine had her accident, in fact, Edison and I were out delivering cake earlier tonight and we drove by the street that Marcine had her accident on. And I told him that that's the street where you caused the accident. And <laughs> so that's a couple episodes ago that I talked about that, I think, but, um, I wrote down and sent to my family, my experience. And I read that, um, within the last year, I read my experience and there were things in there that I'd forgotten. And memory is a tricky thing. There's a study that I read. It wasn't a study. It was kind of a, um, it may have been from a study, but from a podcast that after nine 11, it was sometime after it was a short period after, I don't know if it was weeks, days, months, but after 9-11, people, there was this group of people that were asked to document, write down what their experience was, where they were, what they felt, what they heard, just their whole, their, their whole experience. And then it was a year or two later that they were asked to reread that and comment on it. And a high percentage of the people said, that's, I don't know why I wrote that, because that's not true. And <laughs> it's probably more true what they wrote down than what they remember a couple years later. And I know that for me, there are things that I remember in my past that I suspect I remember either more idyllically or more whatever the opposite of that is. Yeah, I don't know, but I uh, <laughs> get the point. Yeah. So it, it's colored with, um, with, I've used that word a lot. It's colored anyway, but it's, uh, it's influenced by what we want it to be. Our right. memory is not as, uh, perfect as as we'd like to think it is yeah, but it uh, feels right it feels yes. so true to us because it came from our head and so we think we're right mm-hmm. I, and i am mostly right most of the time <laughs> it, it feels that's what we tell ourselves right, right. <laughs> so if journaling is for us then does it make sense to have a habit to go back and reread Especially, I would. I don't know that what we bought in Walmart on December twentieth of nineteen eighty eight or whatever the day was. I don't know if that has a whole lot of value in, go, in us going back. But I think it was President Irene who talked about. He started documenting how he recognized the hand of God in his life. Um, I suppose I suppose that that would give us a, the habit of looking for that, and so we would start to notice it more. But going back, it. Does it make sense to go back and and review some of those significant experiences to see if there are lessons in how God wants to communicate with us? Oh, I think absolutely there's a lot of value in in doing that. Um, I guess it depends on on what the priorities are in in our lives. Maybe that's not the thing at the moment that we need to do, but it is good to have a habit of some sort of reflection. Um, you know, whether that's, and, and what does that look like? Does that mean you go back and, and read through chronologically your, your journals? Maybe that's not it. Maybe it's just to use it as a reference. Right. You're like, you know what? I feel like I had this experience, um, in 2008 and I want to try to, re- you know, see what I wrote about that and find what that was and see some things. And so you're going to read through a few different, uh, um, logs i don't know mm-hmm. uh, 
entries, that's the word, a few different entries in trying to find that. I think that that may uh, be valuable, but again, that's not necessarily going to be a habit that you've established. So um, I think it could be, uh, it could be a supplement to your scripture reading. Um, I don't know what that would look like. Maybe it's one, maybe it's one day a week, once a month you're going through, you know, it doesn't have to be a daily thing either. And you could, you could maybe go through your journals the same way that sometimes you go through scriptures that just kind of a flip and point and uh, I'm going to read about this day. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I remember as a high school and earlier kid, I I was pretty good at writing in journals. And so I know there's stuff that's embarrassing in there that I just don't, I don't want to reread it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) much less have my kids read it. They would know about the things that I was... (laughs) afraid of or that the girls that I liked or the, just the struggles that I had. Um, but there's a, there's a guy that I have been following a little bit. His name, his name is Matthew Dix. He's not a member of the church, but he is a phenomenal star- storyteller. And he's got this um, program that he, he suggests program makes it sound much more complex than it is. It's just a, uh, at the end of every day, he makes a note of, anything that happened that day that was story worthy. And he considers something story worthy. If you changed something, if you became better because of something. So if you had an interaction with your wife that made you a better person, then that would be story worthy. And he would just, he has an Excel spreadsheet. It's not anything more um, technological than that. And he would have by day um, just a few words to remind himself of, of that story. And so he can, he's got now years documented. Um, That's great. And then he could, especially being a spreadsheet or some, something like that, you can just uh, search it, search, right? Yeah. Find you're trying to find an experience of X. You can just search that. That's so much easier than a handwritten journal too. Right. Um, um, another, another similar thing to that is um, I know I really don't use the scriptures that I used on my mission mm-hmm. and high school seminary and all of that. And there's all kinds of great notes in there yeah. um, that could be considered a journal, mm-hmm. right? All those are kind of journal entries. Yeah. Cause I, I noticed that even online, when I hit something, I'll look at a note that I put in, which gives me an insight into what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. What was going on in my head when I read this yep. a previous time? Yeah. And, and something that, we could all probably do is take the, well, maybe not, you know, young kids, they don't have a set of scriptures, maybe that has a whole set of journal entries essentially in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could go ahead and take those scriptures and go through them and do not just go through it, essentially reading your scripture journal, yeah. um, but then put that into electronic form and remark those in your electronic copy of your scriptures so that you still have those notes and references and highlights right. um, that uh, that you used to be able to carry around. Well, you still can, but right. I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> right? So that's opinion. that could be, you know, a way uh, that you could go ahead and do something like yeah. that. That's true. And just, and we're random today. We're just kind of all over the place, which mm-hmm. is kind of fun. Yeah. But um, Allison was talking about um, how she, <laughs> she was looking for a phone and my brother-in-law is in town from Idaho and he had Allison's phone because she has uh, her grandmother's patriarchal blessing. 
that she was able to receive from the church. So this is a, a plug, I guess, for the some of the church resources. If you have a family member who's passed away who received a patriarchal blessing, you can request that. You can receive that. Um, mm-hmm. And I received my grandmother several years ago. But uh, another thing that I've done is I've taken my patriarchal blessing and my wife's and I've put it into the notes section of the Gospel Library app. And so that's something that I could refer to. I forget that it's there, and so I don't refer to it mm-hmm. as often as maybe I could. But but that's another another journal entry type thing where you could go back and reflect on that and, and reread it. And like we were talking about earlier, there are things in there I think that we can uncover that with new perspective, the perspective you had, for example, when you and Liz first got married Mm -hmm. and your perspective now that you've got kids that have changed your life and. (laughs) No, they haven't changed my life there. Oh, they haven't. Life is exactly the same. I don't do anything with them, anything like that. No. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I've seen you not do anything with them. (laughs) Yes. Very, very life altering. Yeah. There may be something new or a new way of looking at something that is, um, that will color, to use a word that I think fits, color the your understanding or your interpretation of, of what the, the patriarch said. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I was thinking earlier as we were talking about um, what one, one comment in my patriarchal blessing, just about remembering uh, the feelings that I had when I, um, sat across the altar from my uh, eternal companion mm-hmm. uh, and that that will, you know, be a, a strength to me being able to do that. Um, and, uh, you know, that's been a, a thing that has been yeah. of value. And that's something that I read and I knew to look forward to, mm-hmm. knew to kind of catalog that moment in my brain, which is probably now all kinds of altered, but at least it's a positive thing. <laughs> As we were just discussing, is probably right. I should have written it down, shouldn't I? Sure. But uh, yeah, that's uh, you know, it's it's great to have those resources. And I was thinking that you can actually access your patriarchal blessing through the Gospel Library, and it doesn't even have to be saved in your notes. I think that's actually a, a function that it has. Maybe that's cool. My dad. Um, tells a story. It's a great story about how he and my wife, my wife, no, he and my mother, not <laughs> the same person as my wife, how he and my mom got engaged. That's a good thing. And the funny thing is that um, I know it's not true. And my mom tells a story. She avoids telling stories. She doesn't think she's a good storyteller. And she would tell people to ask my dad. Well, the story would involve him now, my parents knew each other when they were in uh, elementary school or, or middle school. They were in their uh, young growing up years when they when they first met. They were in the same ward, and uh, she was too young for him and not interested, and she thought he was amazing, and finally things worked out. They, he caught up to her. But um, the story involved her hitchhiking, <laughs> and he picked her up. And, okay. And so... She got so upset with him when he would tell people that story. She told him, don't you ever tell people that story again. And so <laughs> there was another time somebody asked, so how'd you guys get engaged? And he just looked at her and said, you tell the story. And she got frustrated with how boring the story really was. <laughs> she said, go ahead and tell it. Go ahead and tell it your way. And, and so he would change the details all the time and it involved... 
um, they were up at Bridal Vale, Bridal vale Falls in uh, Provo Canyon, and and she mm-hmm. fell off the the cliff, and he had to reach down and grab her, and it was just this fantastic story. And I know it's not true. <laughs> the problem is, is, it's super entertaining, but I have no idea what the story is. And now with his dementia, I don't think he knows what the story is. And my mom's heard that story so many times. I don't know if she knows what the story is, right? And so, um, no. There's, I think there's tremendous value in in recording things, whether it's written or um, recorded video. There's the technology that we have now is so amazing that we can re- record things and and upload them to the uh, memories, mm-hmm. family search, and and uh, and have those documented. Well, how about this? What we're doing right now is that not uh, exactly. a journal entry <laughs> recording? <laughs> these experiences that yeah. we're having? I think so. I, and and that's one of the things that I, it, it has not escaped me that this is a way for mm-hmm. me to, and, and the podcast has evolved from episode one a year and a half ago and and uh, the way that I'm kind of um, thinking about it now than, than I did back then, had a much different attitude <laughs> back then. Sure. But um, no, I think it's, I think it's important to record the memories and the interesting thing, I, probably nobody else cares, but for me, it's interesting. Um, I subscribe to my own podcasts. And so when it comes up in my feed, I listen to it for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's too late at this point, but I want to know, did I make sense? Did the conversation go the way that I remember it going? But there are things that I, that we'll talk, that we are talking about that in a few days after this post, I won't remember. And somebody will ask, Liz may ask, so what did you, Greg, talk about? Uh, uh, good stuff. We just freestyled it. <laughs> freestyled it. So go with the rap, Greg. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, well, in addition, you will not only, you know, you may not remember talking about it, but you'll also have additional experiences and you may have a different perspective, have new ideas right. that come from the conversation that you didn't have uh, for whatever reason. That's true. When we were talking right now. <laughs> That's right. Past tense, current tense, in present the tense. Future. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I want to just, there have been, I don't know if you've ever had this experience listening to a podcast. You just want to send the, the, the voice talent, whatever you want to call them, send them a message and say, you, you need to know this as well, or you need to consider this. But I can't do that to myself once I've already put it on. No, but you can have follow-up <laughs> episodes, true. right? And we've done that. And so we may continue to do that. Continue the conversation that's to be right. continued. Oh, yes. There's another podcast idea. Continue <laughs> the conversation. So, and that's what we did last week, two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago with um, the other Elders Corps instructor. He approached me and he said, um, sometimes I just, there's so much I want to talk about. And I want to let the members of the quorum have their conversation without me kind of forcing my ideas and my opinions on on the group. And he said, what if we did a podcast where we talked about all the stuff that I didn't get to? I love the idea. So we did it a couple of weeks ago and we'll probably do it again in a couple of weeks when he teaches again. So oh, that's a great idea. You could save those up, right? Like and maybe do it once a month or I guess the only, you know, Elder Scorm only meets twice a month right. now, but uh, once every other month or whatever, and just talk about those topics, just write, you know, write a journal entry of the topics that you didn't uh, get to discuss that you wanted to. Yeah, that's true. 
So wow, like this it. is this is quite the uh, <laughs> plug for journal entries. It is. And Man. so here's my question because I don't have an answer yet. So I'm going to see if you have one. For the busy father, mother, student, whoever is listening that doesn't have the habit of, of writing in the journal, how do we... And I'll just, we'll just call it journaling because there are other, there are many ways that you can journal. What are ways that you can get into a consistent habit so that you can start to receive some of those blessings of being able to go back and, and kind of relive some of those experiences or, um, discover the hand of God in your life or whatever. So let's see how to get in that habit. So what what's coming to my mind off the bat is an experience also I had in my first area with my trainer on my mission is I was um, getting up early to be able to read uh, additional um, books and whatnot to study some more, mm-hmm. um, get through the prescribed reading that we had in our mission to for our different certifications whatever we had i don't know if they're still supposed to do that or not but whatever that's what that was what was a thing back then way back in the day which is apparently 20 years ago that's weird holy cow um i still have a few years on you so uh but my companion said to me why are you getting up early you need your sleep Mm-hmm. You have other time during the day right. that you could be using that you're doing something else, mm-hmm. right? You could, while you're eating lunch, you could be reading the scriptures. So what are some opportunities? What do you do? Like for me, I'm on the road quite a bit for work and not like long trips. Um, maybe they're 15, 20 minutes, but why not just record some thoughts while you're driving or what are some times that you could carve out where you're not really doing anything and you're just kind of putzing around or looking stuff up on the internet that doesn't mean anything. Where could you carve out some time that's really not going to negatively impact you? It's not taking away from something valuable to you while you're driving to just say some things into uh, into your phone, right? There's That's an easy opportunity to be able to um, record that. And you may never go back and listen to it again. You might, right? but just your reflection and contemplation and record of that is an opportunity, one, for you to feel the spirit, and two, recognize uh, the blessings that you have in your life, mm-hmm. and three, then potentially provide a record for others in the future to right. uh, benefit from. I think there's a there's a scripture. It's one of my favorites, but it's it's so um, it, it condemns me to a great deal. It's the second to last verse in the Book of Mormon that says, um, to, um, "Deny yourselves of all ungodliness." And that phrase, uh, I've I've thought about what ungodliness do I have in my life, and there's plenty, and I don't need. Marcin in here to tell everybody <laughs> what ungodliness I have. But um, there might be some things that you can carve out because there's that ungodliness, whether it's the media that you watch or the social media that you're scrolling or the um, other things that are, are just things that are lower priority. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's... And the thing is, you think you might miss them, but you yeah. won't. You know, I did something the other day. And it was just I, I found that I was I was spending so much time just scrolling that I I decided I was going to do it was and it was just a twenty four hour social media fast where I just decided I wasn't going to get on and I didn't and it did not I did not miss it mm-hmm. and that didn't mean that 
I got sucked back into it <laughs> the next day. But um, you're right. You don't miss it. And there's not much. There's some entertainment mm-hmm. for sure, but there's not a whole lot of value that that really comes from it. Yeah, I, I don't think that, you know, just aside off of that, I don't think that, that um, entertainment and pleasurable things are are bad or ungodly right? right like they have their place I, they they lift our spirits mm-hmm. right even singing or different things like that those are things freestyle that rap. can yeah freestyle rap right you could freestyle you could freestyle rap for jesus i don't know right like for anyway but uh Elder Maxwell, one of my favorite quotes, he talks about in just a little snippet, even legitimate pleasure. Um, and then he goes on and says, is as transitory as the things which produce it, while joy is as lasting as the things which produce it. But right. he said they're even legitimate pleasure, things that are are good, right, is what he's saying. You're going to be chasing those things that are just pleasurable, right? Right. Um, and that's always going to be a moving target for you, but it's right. still legitimate um, but, uh, I don't know. I was going to say something else, but I don't recall. Well, if, if we stall long enough, it'll probably come. Yeah. <laughs> it'll come back to you. So, um, I'm going to try something and I, I hesitate to say it because if I say it, then that means I really have to do it. But, um, I'm going to try, I, I made an effort several years ago after I heard President Iring talk about uh, recognizing the hand of God in, in our daily lives, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that for a week, and just see, and document it somehow, um, whether it's via text message or via, um, uh, uh, an Excel spreadsheet or something like that. Just where can I, where can I find the hand of God in my life? Um, I suspect going back to what we were kind of started out with, is as we start to find patterns of that in our lives we will, it will become more clear whether that feeling that we're having is really God speaking to us or is it our own fears and anxieties and whatever else might be in there. Um, so now I've got to make it. Well, isn't, yeah, isn't that part of recognizing and hearing his voice? Right. Right. That's what, that's what that exercise is about. Yeah. So, and it's just kind of scary to say it because then, uh, now I got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's going to hear this and say, so how'd that go? Oh, it went great. Uh, well, then then some accountability. It sounds like your next episode, you need to talk about it. That's probably true. So next episode is in July, 2026. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long week. It's a long, very long week. <laughs> um, I did remember. Okay. So this is <laughs> okay. maybe not the most valuable, but here's maybe a pro tip with your phone. Okay. I don't know 100% on iPhones because I don't have one, but I do have an Android phone. My and respect for you has gone up. but Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> and well, what you can do is you can set limits for specific apps, either a time nice. limit or time periods that you're able to access right. that app. So if you focus find yourself, if you find yourself, yeah, focus mode, if you find yourself getting sucked into your phone um, and maybe it's something that's okay. Mm-hmm. 
then maybe just set an hour limit or a half hour limit for yourself. Or you know what? Maybe it's something that's not okay during the work day, right? Something that just keeps pulling you away from work. Just turn that off so you can't even access it during the day. You can set that so that that may be a little phone pro tip that may help you be more productive and or uh, more uh, in the room, more present, uh, more able to feel the spirit and to uh, deny yourselves a little more on of that ungodliness. And I think there's, I talked in the past about an app that is called come follow me and I'll just confess here. So come follow me is an app that is, um, it will track how consistent you are at, and it gives you one verse a day from the come follow me Hmm. curriculum. And I have this year, 172 days, we have more days than that so far in the year. So I have missed some 20 perfect weeks, which means 20 weeks since the year started. And there have been more than 20 weeks, by the way, 20 <laughs> perfect weeks. And right now I'm on day 20 of a, of a, it's a 20 day streak. Um, what that means is that three weeks ago, I forgot to, and all you gotta do is open up the app. And mm-hmm. today, for example, it's Sunday, the 10th of July, second Kings six seventeen. behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And then you can read the entire quote. There's a little video that, um, you'll get, uh, some more detail. And in fact, the video today, I think was an Episcopalian woman. I, sh- I don't, I got the impression she wasn't even a member of the church, but, um, I am interested in, in finding out if there's some kind of a journaling app that will put a, a reminder, a notification on my phone that it's time to record your day. And so I'll report on that as well. Yeah. Why so not automate next week, Greg? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could. I've, I've broken the ice and this isn't so scary. It's not so, it's not, the water's not as bad as it, yep. as it looks from out. Uh, being, being an introvert, sometimes it's uh, scary to say, Hey, you're going to talk for uh, 30 to 40 minutes. That's right. Uh. So as an, as a fellow introvert, Welcome. <laughs> so I'll uh, I'll play around with that, and and I think that would be an interesting um, discussion to have a follow up next week, and just f- find out if there's any um, any lessons in that automating habits, automating good habits. Why yeah. not do that? That sounds Absolutely. great. So, well, I'm running out of things to say. I think. Do you have anything you want to add? Uh Canada is a good country. Okay. I don't know. Why, I'm from Canada. From? Because I don't know. <laughs> totally random. I don't know. I'm from Canada. We call so, it Canadian. Yeah. Canadia. Canadia. Um, better country name. Ooh, ooh, I could put in a plug. I very unsuccessfully on Canada Day, which is July 1st, so we're a little past a week after that right now, I started a Facebook group and I called it Canadianapolis. It's for Canadians in Indianapolis. <laughs> so, so if you're Canadian and listening to this and you're in the Indy area, or if you're in the Indy area and you love Canada, feel free to look it up and join it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I just was at a bare naked ladies concert, <laughs> which was such a Canadian thing to do on Canada Day, and had this inspiration That's awesome. which was probably not from God, but from <laughs> From my surroundings um, to start that and maybe us Canadians and Canada lovers can enjoy each other's presence. Indianapolis. Yes. I love it. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, connect Shameless with my plug. Canadian friends and 
There we go. Shameless plug. <laughs> Maybe I'll put that in the show notes if I can figure out how to do that. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> good. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We turned this into a journaling episode. We'll uh, follow up on that. I'm terrified to say that because that means I got to actually do something that's out of my comfort zone. I'll commit to it but, too. Don't worry. All right. oh, okay. We'll do it together. Good. The two of us, well, we'll have a report next week and yep. uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating to review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake? <laughs>